Welcome to the Peace Hall Halifax and Northern Business Leaders in association with the professional services firm Deloitte. 250 years ago, this Grade 1 listed building was at the heart of the trade and exchange of pieces of cloth which were at the centre of the textile industry in Yorkshire. Today, it's a cultural phenomenon, attracting visitors, businesses and interest from all around the world. The person we're talking to today, the Northern business leader who coordinates the work here at the Peace Hall, has made sure that the £19 million invested in its restoration will be at the heart of the future of Halifax's emerging economy. Her name is Nikki Chance Thompson and she leads the Peace Hall Trust. Nikki Chance Thompson is joining me now. Nikki, am I in a museum? Am I in a shopping centre? What, what is it I'm seeing here? You're in all of those things, Graham. You're in the Peace Hall, um, which has trade, it has lots of heritage and history, and an abundance of culture. So it's all of those things. As we walk along, I'm going to walk with you, and the amount of distance we're walking is 30 yards. 30 yards. What is the significance of 30 yards to the Peace Hall? Well, that's really how the Peace Hall got its name, because it's Peace, P-I-E-C-E, and 30 yards was the exact measurement of a piece of cloth that was traded here at the Peace Hall. So the cloth obviously was the heart of the textile industry in West Yorkshire, and there's a, a loom behind us. And to the type of cloth that was sold here. Right, and there's a, a, a wool comb, and there's a, a spinning wheel, uh, a spinning jenny. Uh, and there's a, a opportunity for visitors to, to try weaving. But obviously it fell into redundancy. What, what is the a brief history of the building? Well, the brief history of the building is that it was open on the 1st of January 1779. Um, it opened for trade and traded for 40 years in pieces of cloth, mainly military cloth. Um, so the kersey cloth that we have here is what was actually worn by soldiers. Mm -hmm. um, because it's really durable, really tough, really waterproof. And that was really the, um, the USP right. of the Peace Hall. Um, so then, war was good for the Peace Hall? War was very good <laughs> for the Peace Hall. Um, and John Cagle, who was a very entrepreneurial businessman with other good men in the area, donated the land and built this beautiful building, which is an echo of Venice and Italy, um, just to trade, believe it or not, for two hours every Saturday. Wow. So people would come, they'd exchange their pieces of cloth, trade would happen. And of course, we're in a northern business leaders, so we're not ashamed of talking about business. Absolutely not. Businesses and communities grow up around markets and activity. Absolutely. So this was a really important hub for world trade back in Georgian times. Um, it, it was very wealthy. They had militia who mm. they brought in from Cumbria that had to guard the cloth. Mm. Halifax was quite cruel to thieves. They had a guillotine in the form of a gibbet. Oh, so if you did steal pieces of cloth, which are very valuable, you could literally lose your head. Um, and they had absolutely no qualms about dealing with thieves. So militia had to come from outside the area because otherwise there was fear of reprisal if, if, if anybody was caught really from local families. But it was a town of extremes. There was immense wealth, but there was also immense poverty. Um, and, the, and the original scenes of the Peace Hall saw people starving outside the gates. So I would say, although it was a centre of trade, it, it was a trade for the few. 
Um, today, it's a centre of trade for lots of different people and entrepreneurs. So, so the balance is a lot fairer today than it was in Georgian times. We'll look around it properly and talk to some of the uh, business tenants in a minute. But essentially, the modern era of the Peace Hall is only a few years old. It is. It reopened in 2017 on Yorkshire Day, of course. Um, and it, a really, really ambitious transformation took place. It's been many things, the Peace Hall. It's been a centre of trade. It's been a wholesale market. It's been a public market. It's been an event space when the Victorians took over the building during the Industrial Revolution. So it's always reinvented itself over time. But today, it's now everything that it's been in its history. It's an event space, a trade space, and a cultural space, and a community space. Well, Nikki, I want to look around, but I also want to hear about your story. So, are you going to show me around? Yes, I'd love to. Thank you. Nikki, we're outside in the plaza of this magnificent building. You must feel a great sense of responsibility in running this organisation, the Peace Hall Trust. A great sense of responsibility, but it's also an enormous privilege to run this building. So, it turns out it's actually quite a small business, a £2 million a year turnover, but obviously it's got a big effect on uh, Halifax. How did you get into business though? What's your personal story? My personal story is that I started off working in advertising, helping brands develop, grow, change. So my first client was Tesco right. uh, and I joined their business at a very exciting time when they were looking to be number one grocery retailer. So I was actually part of an award-winning team that helped Tesco achieve that. I was then tapped on the shoulder by British Telecom who said, we're very worried about this uh, Mercury company that's coming into the market. It was the whole kind of, um, they were getting rid of having monopolies in Mm. terms of delivering utilities. Um, And so my job was to help BT protect its heritage and its market share, which was a fascinating job. Um, So after years of working in brands and in the media, I was asked to go and help reset government policy, communicate policy, interpret things which by their nature have been very technical or important projects that needed to happen and getting people to understand why they were important. And that's how I moved into regeneration. Now, you've obviously worked on quite a few regeneration projects. This is a gold standard project though, isn't it? Tell us a little bit about what you have worked on and how they contrast with this. The type of projects that I worked on before were mainly in transportation, um, HS2, working with Highways England, um, and really helping to regenerate um, the the local economy by improvements to infrastructure. So I only ever really saw part of a project ever happen. I never saw something through to completion. This is different to me because it's very personal. I chose to make Halifax my home. I love this building the moment I saw it. So when I found out that the regeneration project was happening, I asked very tentatively, as somebody from London, uh, whether or not I could help or be of service, and that offer was taken up. And I became a trustee of a newly formed Peace Hall Trust back in 2015. And then it was going through its refurbishment at that time, opening in 2017. Uh, and you were offered the role, I presume, then of the chief executive. We did have a previous chief executive, um, but I was asked to step in as Mm -hmm. a trustee to help get the building open. So I replaced the previous chief executive officer. Um, There was a lot to do. We had four months to open. It did actually feel like a day on The Apprentice with Alan Sugar (laughs) on many of the days that I worked here. But we got it open working with the council who took this really incredibly brave step 
to spend money on something during quite a difficult period of austerity but everybody could see the bigger picture and everyone could see how this could help the town. And that's what we've found. We've recently commissioned an independent economic study with some ex-Treasury experts who actually wrote the green book about investments. Um, and their results found that we've at least contributed £26 million to the economy just in a couple of years, with a sustained contribution of a minimum of £12 million a year. So we're very proud of what we've achieved. And I see on a personal basis you throw yourself in not just to the project, but into the wider business community. You said you aren't from Yorkshire, but actually everywhere I turn in West Yorkshire I see you getting involved in different groups and different organisations, particularly in the promotion of women in business. Yes, I feel very passionate about the North. Um, I actually have very strong family links here. My family were from Bradford. My ancestor is Delius, the composer, and the family traded wool. Right. That was how they started. And then they moved to London and on cruise ships, which is how they lived their lives then. Um, so I've actually got very, very strong family links here. So I feel very passionate about the North benefiting in the way that the South has for a very long time. And I feel it's there. It's a real solution. As my chairman says, the North is the solution, not the problem. And I see that there's a really golden opportunity and a golden moment for the North to have mm. its place in the sun and become a centre of really strong trade and industry again. Why not? I think that's what we need to say. Why not? Not what if, but why not? Nikki, you've demonstrated success in your career and success here at the Peace Hall. But one of the things about coming from London and getting involved in this project is that you haven't just got involved in the project. You've gone wider. You get involved in other interest groups in Yorkshire. You've become an honorary Yorkshire woman. How have you gone about that? I think just by immersing myself in the community and I have a really passionate commitment to the North and I think it deserves its time in the sun. I think we're going into a golden era now for the North and as my chairman says, the North is the solution, it's not a problem. And it's how we unleash that potential to benefit the UK, particularly in these really interesting and wonderful times that we're about to move into. But I'm very proud of my association with Northern Power Women. For me, it's not just about gender diversity, it's about thought diversity and how we have different opinions and different views and different ideas being represented around the table. Um, and I think that we can't do that if, we, if we've done it the way we've always done it. We've got to find new ways of thinking and new ways of creating the opportunity. Nikki, each one of these little archways is part of a retail unit. Uh, there's dozens, well maybe scores. How many retail units are there? There are 42 retail outlets, uh, food and beverage as well as retail right. outlets in here. So how many are, are, are yet to be let? None at all whatsoever. Oh. We're fully let with a waiting list wow. and in fact we're relocating our offices within the building to free up some more units for some people that really want to come in. This must have some heavy footfall for that. What, what's the footfall like? It's about an average, about two million a year. We've had six million since we've reopened. Um, our really busy times are summer and Christmas. Um, we normally have around 300,000, half a million over Christmas and New Year. During the summer, we can get up to a million, two million. And our rock concerts are very popular. Over the course of the weekend, we can welcome about 40,000 people. So, yes, there are significant numbers coming through the Peace Hall. Now, every high street in the north you go to, there are significant problems in the high street. And you would think that a building like this with full occupancy is attracting shops that would otherwise be in the high street. But when you probe deeper, it's the reverse, a ripple effect. Tell us about that. 
Well, the ripple effect is that the traders in here, depending on their square footage and how many other businesses they have, benefit from not paying business rates. But importantly, they also benefit from the varied type of customer that come to the Peace Hall. So what we wanted to ensure was that the shops made sense to international and national regional visitors. So everything in here has Yorkshire provenance. They're all Yorkshire independent businesses that have chosen to make their home here or existing Yorkshire businesses that were looking to expand their opportunity. So Yorkshire Soap have one of their best performing stores in here. Harvey's, a very large department store, a very successful department store in Halifax, chose to have an outlet here which is also booming. So what we're finding in here is that we're bucking a trend that's happening on the high street because I think people are looking for experiential shopping, a different type of shopping. Wool shops next door, again, are booming from the success of the Peace Hall as a Westgate, another shopping area directly around So the, the larger ripple effect for Halifax is that the footfall is generating other high street retailers to benefit. Absolutely, the existing retailers, but it's also creating a sense of confidence in the area. For example, Marks and Spencers chose not to close the Halifax store because the Peace Hall footfall helped keep it alive. So there is something for me about towns ensuring that it's not just about retail. There has to be a compelling reason to come into a town centre over and above shopping. And that's what the Peace Hall offers. Come on, introduce me to one of these towns. Yes, I'm so going to find out if it's all true. So you can come, you can come and speak to one of the tenants who will be very honest with you, <laughs> uh, Graham. So let me introduce you to Mark, who runs Loafers. So Mark, Hi. this is Graham. Hi. Hi, Graham. Nice, nice to, to see you. What's the store called? This is Loafers, uh, Vinyl and Coffee. Um, so we've been in the Peace Hall since it's reopened in August 2017. As we, we walk round we can see racks of uh, uh, vinyl records taking me back some of these. Yeah. But actually there's a big market for vinyl now isn't there? Yeah, it never really went away the, um, the format as such but when downloads came in it kind of took a back seat but there was still a lot of vinyl buyers out there and then it's had a real resurgence in the last five or six years. So. So you're an independent trader, Yeah. why did you choose to come here and not establish your shop in the high street? Well I think well, as a building and the heritage and history that it's got, I just felt that a shop like mine serving good coffee and with the music theme and the records and the other ideas that I had to, to build the business would fit perfectly in a place like this and uh, it has done. Are there any financial advantages to it? Well, um, we don't pay business rates. Um, wow. We're exempt from that as a small business. Um, right. And I think one of the huge benefits of a, of a place like the Peace Hall is the, the appeal, the tourism kind of appeal. Um, we see people from all over the country and the world sort of visiting the Peace Hall week by week, and um, that's a huge benefit to us as a business. Well, the, the, the small trader, the independent trader, is at the front end of the economy. Where do you see the economy 2020 in this area? I think for us, we've, we've had nearly three really good years since we started. We've expanded as a business um, we've been recognised in some awards um, for what we've achieved and I think we're going to have a, a kind of a year of consolidation this year and not expand again but just continue to build what we've, we've already got and um, we've got a loyal customer base and as I say we benefit from tourism and the huge events that the Peace Hall put on so we, we see people from all over the world coming to see the place, it's amazing really. Turning back to Nikki, uh, obviously you've got a very happy tenant, you've got a very happy business community, you're, you're uh, oversubscribed. This is a success for the north of England. What next for this organisation? 
What next for the organisation is to ensure that many, many, many more people learn about the Peace Hall and come and visit it. It is one of Yorkshire's jewel in the crown. It's an incredible building um, and my role is to sustain its future and we can only do that if more people know about it. So for the next few years we're going to be marketing and exploring opportunities of how we can take the Peace Hall not just across the UK but across the world. Well, you're doing a fantastic job and Thank West you. Yorkshire is the better for the Peace Hall Trust and what they're doing here in Halifax. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Northern Business Leaders in association with the professional services firm Deloitte.